Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. The springtime has really, I have to say, has probably really, really, really made me horny. I've been so fucking horny lately. Oh my gosh. I think because I'm coming off my March Masturbation Madness Month. I know that sometimes people, when you're with a long-term partner, sex can become very mechanical too, right? It's like, I know they do this. This is what we do. This is our routine. This is how she gets off. It's how I get off. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada. Boom. Wash, rinse, repeat. If she's riding his face and I'm fucking him, then she's looking at me and we're kissing while this is all going on. I mean, that is so freaking hot. Hey guys, well, happy spring. How is everybody doing out there? Oh my gosh, I cannot tell you. I love this time of year. In California, it is just fabulous right now. Everything's blooming. My roses are coming back. They're going like gangbusters. I've been riding my bike. I've been horseback riding. I've just been doing so much fun stuff and the weather is perfect. This is when I just love, love, love California. We have all these, I know it's like, it's so crazy. So the state is crazy. If you live here, you probably love it. If you don't, you probably think we're weird, but Right now, it just really is absolutely one of my favorite times of the year. I'm so into it right now. I'm also excited because I'm getting ready for my vacation next week. Yay, yay, yay. Yes, I'm going to be in Florida. So all you Floridians out there, I love you guys. I know I have a lovely, huge listener base in Florida, which is so fabulous. Thank you guys so much. I'm coming to your wonderful state. I'm going to be there for almost a week, not quite a full week, but I'm just out there having fun. Hopefully maybe hit the beach a little bit, maybe get like a little starter, get a little color on my totally paleness. Of course, not my face, not my face. I'm very big on protecting my face from the sun. Always have been. This is why. Let me just tell you something. I'm not pissing on my own porch here, but this is why People tell me like they don't believe that that I'm the age that I am. I stopped putting my face in the sun so many years ago, a long, long time ago. I'm not even going to say how long ago, a long fucking time, people. And this is part of my struggle. Part of it is it's a double-edged sword. I preserve myself so well that sometimes people don't believe my age. They actually don't believe when I show them a picture. So like when I'm dating, this is kind of funny, when I'm dating and on my social media or my not my social media, my dating like little websites and stuff like that. My profile, that's what I mean to say, not websites, profile. I get accused of having a fake profile. (laughs) They're like, those pictures are 12 years old. I'm like, no, that's actually like a week ago (laughs) because I'm all about skincare. (laughs) Anyway, so there's that side of it, right? There's guys that think my profile's fake because of that. And then the other side of it is that a lot of men who are my age or older, which I've always loved older men, always. Older men have always been my thing. Now I like younger guys too. But predominantly through most of my life, I mean, up until I would say, gosh, 
Well, really, I mean, until TJ came along, he's the one that flipped me. TJ flipped me. (laughs) Every younger guy I've been with can thank TJ. He got me into the younger guys. But I always just thought, you know, I wanted older guys. But then all of a sudden, you know, I'm kind of looking at the divide between men that have taken care of themselves and men that haven't is really, really splitting off. And I hate to say this, but you know, it's like they didn't, (laughs) they didn't do any skincare, of course, because they're guys, right? But then all of a sudden I'm like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) I look a lot younger than you and we're the same age. Anyway. I guess I should be grateful, right? These are funny little things that I get to deal with. I, as the curious girl, get to deal with since I'm such an avid dater. These are the things that I'm coming across. I guess not bad problems to have, right? But, oh my gosh, the springtime has really, I have to say, has probably really, really, really made me horny. I've been so fucking horny lately. Oh my gosh. I think because I'm coming off my March Masturbation Madness Month, and that was... I'm so glad I did that. Look, guys, if anybody can devote a month to their own, just where they're masturbating, whether it's with a partner or solo, whatever, where you can really start to kind of get back in touch with your body. You know, I did this with, obviously by myself, but I did this with the intention of just wanting to, yeah, I mean, it sounds so odd, right? But reconnect with myself. I hadn't realized how distanced I had been, which again, I know that sounds totally strange, right? But you know, it just, the masturbation became very mechanical. And also I know that sometimes people, when you're with a long-term partner, sex can become very mechanical too, right? It's like, I know they do this, this is what we do. This is our routine. This is how she gets off. It's how I get off, blah, 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 yada, yada, boom, wash, rinse, repeat. And you get stuck in these cycles and they're not very exciting. Well, I... I kind of rediscovered about things about myself that I had discovered in my 20s. And then like the first time I had a G-spot orgasm, I remember that, you know, I remember where I was the whole thing about it and kind of getting back to that and, and just really being, I think why I resonate on that so much is because the first time I did that, the G-spot orgasm, it was a really intentional focus on, okay, I'm going to crack this code. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to sit here and masturbate and really pay attention to what my body's doing and how it's reacting until I achieve this certain goal. And I think we forget that a lot of times. Just we forget that kind of philosophy, that principle, because you can apply it to yourself, but you can also apply it with a partner. Like I'm going to be mindful about the sex I'm having with my partner and I'm going to be aware and in the moment and not take it for granted and not have it be so routine or I do this and she does that. And we're all just sort of going towards the end goal. Like, did you come? Did you come? Okay, she came, I came. Boom, we're done. Bob's your uncle. I'm trying to be, get more in touch with my body. And I was trying to get in touch with my body and all the things that it does. And again, that month was just so valuable because it really made me remember all the little hidden spots and all the little things that I've sort of sidetracked over and forgotten about. And with the intention of just getting to the end result, because I have a lot of different ways I can get to the end result. And most women do. We're, you know, we have clits and we have G-spots and 
ace bots and just all this stuff. And so I really focused on all of those areas that really, really turned me on and allowed myself to just have that experience. And if you guys listen to the podcast I did on Tuesday, this previous Tuesday with Mickey, I kind of coined that mindful masturbation. It really is just being mindful of what your body can do and getting in touch with it. Because, you know, if you're not in touch with it, it's really hard for somebody else to get in touch with it. Unless you have somebody very, very exceptional and somebody who wants to take a lot of time and really focus on you and help you explore that. And I have fortunately partners like that, but really it starts with me kind of knowing how I'm wired. And then I can really, then when I hook up with somebody who's really intentional too about having great sex, it's then we're freaking hitting grand slams and home runs and the full, full nine yards. So it kind of starts, it starts with each person really knowing and understanding their body, being comfortable and being able to then express that to someone else, to their partner. So I just kind of want to put the plant some seeds out there to you guys that you might need to do a month, 30 days of committed self-exploration, masturbation, touching yourself, getting comfortable with yourself or reinvestigating yourself. That's kind of what I actually had to do. I had to sort of reinvestigate myself because my body's changing. There's just different things going on. And I remember a time when it just seemed like orgasming was so simple. It was so simple and it happened a lot. And now I feel like I have to be more connected and work for it a little bit. While I still can have a lot of orgasms, it seems to be, to me, more situational now. I don't know why that is, but I'm just always wanting to improve on my sexuality, my, uh, I don't know if it's the right word, my sexualness, my, you know, just to make sure that every time I'm with someone, whether it's just myself or someone else, that it's a fucking phenomenal experience. And that kind of has to start with me And so I would say that to everybody else too, guys. You got to be mindful of that. Great sex has really kind of got to start with you. If you're not that good with yourself, (laughs) how are you going to be that good with anybody else, right? So be a good lover to yourself. Know what you need. Know what you want. Know where your hot points are, your buttons, your triggers, all those fun, juicy little spots and get those honed in and then boom, take it to someone else and you are going to be phenomenal. So the other thing I want to talk about is my, a little bit about my social media. Just a quick note. Again, yet again, uh, Tumblr has taken me down, but yet again, I am back up. So if you want to know, if you still want to follow me on Tumblr, then you can go to my website, curiousgoldiaries.com, scroll down, and just click the Tumblr link that will take you to my new blog. I just, Tumblr just seems to have a hard on for me. I think I've kind of cracked the Tumblr code. And basically, if you're reblogging stuff, it's no problem. You might get labeled as adult, but they won't necessarily ban you because I post little snippets from my podcast, I'm originating content. So I have to post a new post originated for me 
no matter what it is, the minute they label you as adult, you could post a picture of a puppy and it'll boom, it's adult content. Like they won't let you post it and then you have to appeal it. I think you get about roughly what I've estimated here is like you get about 10 appeals and then they just boom, take your site down. It doesn't, every time I do an appeal, they automatically say, yes, okay, no, that's not adult content. They restore the post. But anyway, that's so I think I'm starting to figure out the way their algorithm works. So I'm working on something crafty to kind of work around that. However, again, long story long, people, sorry. If you want to follow me on Tumblr, just go to my website. I'll always keep my, if ever you don't see something like it's taken down or it's not there anymore, please always refer to my website because I will keep it current and posted for my links. So even if I get taken down and if I start a new blog or whatever, that's where you know how to follow me. The next thing is my Instagram is up and going and I love my about 106 followers. (laughs) You know, it's interesting. It's kind of fun to, I mean, it sounds funny, but going from 120,000 followers on Tumblr, my original blog before it got deleted, and then you start with 109. It's actually, I've, and then having to go through the Tumblr cycle where I'm like, starting and stopping and start, you know, I'm like building it up, building it up again. I don't mind this. I don't actually mind the the small amount of followers, which I know is not popular, right? I guess for me, my personal satisfaction, my personal gratification, I get the analytics and the numbers for my podcast and it's just growing and growing and growing. And quite frankly, I don't even know how. I don't know how it's growing and growing when every freaking social media site I have rips me down. <laughs> They want to stop me in my drags. So it's kind of fascinating to me and interesting. And I get, honestly, I just get all my kudos and my big, big, huge smiles from my website or my podcast analytics. I should say not my website, my podcast analytics. It just shows me the number of downloads. And it's just like, it just keeps going and growing. It's getting bigger and bigger. I mean, 250,000 downloads. Boom. I just cannot be unhappy about that. It's amazing. So I thank everybody so, so much that's listening. Oh, you guys are the best. You are the best. Let me just tell you something right now. You are the hottest, motherfucking sexiest, best 250,000 people on the planet. Mwah, 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 mwah. I want to make out with every single one of you. I love you. You're the best. It's awesome. Thank you so, so much. Okay, now I want to get into some questions. I have not going to lie. I have gone a tad a teens behind with getting ready to go on vacation. You know how it is. Why can't you just get like, why can't you just go? It's always like such a chore to get ready to go, preparing, prepping, getting everything done. You know, it's like double time because you're really kind of planning to, you're doing that week that you're going to be gone. You are doing that week before you go. You're basically doing like double weeks, a few weeks before you go. So that's kind of been the mode I've been in and it slowed me down a teens. But I have some good questions. I'd like to just go ahead and answer because it's faster than me typing. I hate to type. That's why, guys, my preference is go to the website and leave me a voicemail. I will leave you one back. It's really, really lovely. If I, and any way you want to reach out to me, I'm a okay with that. But just so you know, 
I will get back to you the fastest if you want to leave me a voice message. And you just, it's so simple. Just go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and leave me a voice memo. It'll say right there on, on the right-hand side, you know, leave me a voice message. You can leave me a voice message and I will get back to you with my lovely voice. I get to hear your lovely voice. It's so gratifying. I just absolutely love it. Okay, let me start out with this first question. This is from Alfie. It says, hi, Layla. This is not to start anything sexual, but wondering if you would be up for a platonic friendship. I'm almost 40 and have not lived my life to the fullest, including sexually and non-sexually. I need someone I can talk to and learn, but not sure if I have anything to offer in return, but a friend. I would like you to be my sensei. Alfie. Okay. Well, guess what? I may not have the exact perfect answer that you were hoping to hear, but I have maybe the second best answer. Okay. I have done all this for you. I have five years of podcasts all about me not being sexual and not, as you say, living your sex life to the fullest. Please listen to the podcast. It chronicles this whole journey I've had with realizing when a lot of people kind of come to this realization, like, holy shit, what have I been doing? I'm wasting the pretty. And then I go for it. I literally, within 10 days of having that realization, Alfie, I went from three and a half years of no sex to poop, I'm having sex in a hotel room with a stranger. And it was good. And we went on to have a lot of fun little adventures. And that was Titanic. Again, if you go back and just start at the very, very beginning of the podcast, it all, it just lays it all out. And I can totally relate. Now, unfortunately, I cannot mentor you one-on-one. And I really wish I could, but that's what the podcast is for, my love. It has all of this. You can just follow the roadmap. And if you want to, as you're listening and you have questions about episodes, it's easier for me, like I said, just email me or, you know, you can email me like you did, but if you want to leave me a voice memo, I'll get back to you. And then it is kind of like I'm mentoring you. I'm totally happy to answer as many voice messages as you want to leave about as many episodes or as many questions that come up. I am totally into it, but I can't just stop and say, okay, one-on-one, that's the best I can do. And I really hope you take me up on it, Alfie. Best of wishes to you. I also know that you reached out to me on my, you found me on one of my dating sites, Alfie. You are clever, clever, clever. And uh, that scores you some points, but, and I will respond to you there as well. And hopefully you listen to this message. You listen to this episode and it inspires you. Just, it doesn't matter how old you are. You can change whatever you want about your sex life really literally in an instant. It takes one second. That's all it took me. I literally just said, what the fuck am I doing? This does not work. Boom. And I moved in a different direction. It's not hard. Okay. It really isn't. It just takes, all it takes is a decision. Just make that decision and then listen to my podcast, follow along, Kind of, I think all the answers you're looking for are right there, Alfie. And then you can just, like I said, you can leave me voice memos and I will respond back to you. Okay. We can kind of do it that way. Deal. All right, my love. I hope that works for you. Okay. Miranda Joe. Hi, Layla. I'm a longtime reader of your blog. I particularly enjoyed your post, Mind Melting Body Shaking Sex, about sex. I'd love to contribute a post to The Curious Girl as a queer blogger and a sex geek. I think I mean, my unique experiences speak to your audience's needs. My goal is to help bring the world out of the sexual dark ages. Yes, thank you, Miranda. Me too. I want to bring the world out of the sexual dark ages. We're on the same page. Your post and site 
content overall makes me think we're on the same team. I've attached a copy. Okay. Yes. Miranda, I think you emailed me a while back and I think I kind of responded on a podcast. Listen, I'm more than happy to post what you'd like on my blog. The only thing is, Miranda, I do not post on that blog anymore. The blog, unfortunately, has probably gone a little cold because I switched to more of the podcasting, but I am so happy to post one of your article, your blog posts and, and again, contribute to the, the queer, you said you're a queer blogger. I'm, Hey, I am up for everything, all sides of it. I love it. I'm totally all inclusive. So I will happily post something from you. I'll reach out to you, but I just want to let you know that I have not been active on the blog. Now I could refire this thing back up easily. And if people want to contribute and they want to be guest contributors, I am more than happy. Send me your stuff, guys. I will post. If you're a writer, you want to be a writer, you have something you want to send my way, I would love to take a look at it and post. If it resonates with me, I am more than happy to post it and give you some exposure and also give the the people that follow me, the listeners, more of what they want and need. So... Thank you, Miranda. I will be in touch and uh, just know that, yes, I'm more than happy to do that. I just don't know that you're going to get the traction that you want, (laughs) but maybe you will now that I've sort of talked about you on a podcast. Okay. Michael, this is from this next post here is from Michael. Hi, Layla. Just listening only three or four episodes in and I've heard you talk about a threesome being on your bucket list. I had a couple of threesomes, male, female, female with escorts. And I can say that some of the best orgasms I've had were with one girl on my cock and another sitting on my face. Good God, we all orgasmed at once. You really got to do a threesome. Get an escort involved if you need to. Michael. Michael. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. I am telling you, you're speaking my language, buddy. Okay. This is so funny, Michael, that you sent this in because since you're only three or four four episodes in, you have not heard the episode that I did with Aubrey and she is a sex worker. And she, while we were having our podcast interview, she actually suggested to me that I get a sex worker involved so that I could get a threesome done. And I'm telling you, see, you're the second person that said that the universe is speaking to me right now, Michael. And I think you're right. But I am also going to comment on your little scenario where you had your a girl is fucking you and another one riding your face. See, I could totally imagine myself in that scenario. I would love that. But see, I get a little more twisted with it, Michael. And what I would love is, you know, like a guy that I'm with and let's see, how would this go? It'd be me and a guy that I'm with and a sex worker. And she would be my little slut, my little slave girl. My, and I mean that slave girl in a very respectful way. I mean, she's just, she's more about me than him, right? She's more into me than him. He's the accessory. And we just get to, if she's riding his face and I'm fucking him, then she's looking at me and we're kissing while this is all going on. I mean, that is so freaking hot. And she's getting excited. She's excited because she's looking at me watching me get fucked, watching my pussy drip down his cock. That makes her turned on. And then she's dripping down his face and his chin. Oh my God. Yes. See, I'm totally into that. Like this is what I want. That is hot to me, but I can't see for some reason when I get in this threesome scenario with, if it's a guy that I care about, I want to be the one controlling it. I don't know why. I just would feel more comfortable, you know, like where she's 
that's my girl. I don't want to be like, if it was a guy I liked and he brought the girl in, then I'd be like, well, who do you like more? I mean, (laughs) that sounds strange, but I just want to be, I have to have some element of control in this. Plus it's kind of hot to know that like this beautiful woman is just like lusting for me and more into me than him. I like that. Something about that super, super hot. So yes, I'm all about it, Michael. Thank you for bringing that up. Trust me, I'm working on it. And, you know, I think you're right. I think you're the second person that said that. And I think having an escort maybe be the the girl, third girl, not third girl, I'm sorry, the second girl in that scenario would be the best. She's like the third person. Yeah. Okay. This one is from Matt. Matt. Hey there, Layla. It's been a while since I've listened to your podcast. I've been busy with family. Haven't had time to do anything lately. Today, I finally tuned in to your latest podcast about guys not being able to come. I was in my late 20s when I realized I was having difficulty getting hard. Couldn't find out why. I finally went to the doctor after several months of research. He told me about ED. Thought to myself, no way in hell. But come to find out, it's very common for guys to get it. But they aren't man enough to admit it. I don't have a problem admitting it because there's a solution, Cialis and Viagra. I don't care what anyone says. If I have to take a pill to get hard and please my partner, then damn it, I'm going to take it. All it is, is just a lack of blood flow to the dick. Either pill will help with that. I will take it about an hour before sex. And let me tell you, it fucking works. It helps with erections and prolongs coming. It's the best thing since sliced bread. So for all the guys out there who are too proud to admit that you have a problem, don't be ashamed to admit it. And don't be the one who ends up with a limp dick when it's time. Matt, I love you. I love you for sending this in. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I actually, by the way, I found these guys a while back and I'm trying to get them on the show. Their whole podcast is about this and they're, it's very, very interesting. So I would love to have them as guests on the show, but it's interesting, Matt, because I think you're right. A lot of guys, I don't think it's age indicative. I think it's definitely, there's some sort of stereotype, you know, there's some taboo and maybe a little bit of shame around it, it seems to me. But I think a lot of guys have struggled with this a bit and they are too embarrassed to admit it and want to do something about it. And quite frankly, in my mind, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, you know, your body's got something going on. But I want to say that it's very important when this happens, like you did, Matt, is to go and discuss this with your doctor. Because a lot of time, you're right, it is a lack of blood flow, but there could be something more ominous that's causing that lack of blood flow, blood clots or clots in your arteries. I mean, there's just, there's the other underlying things that could be going on that that are more ominous than getting a heart on. And so I've often said when your dick's not getting hard, it can be the canary in the coal mine. You really want to go and discuss this with your doctor. Do not be ashamed about it. This could really be a life-threatening thing. So don't get in your head about it. And also when you're younger, it doesn't have an age. It just, shit just happens. You know, it's not like, oh, this only happens to older guys. It just happens. So regardless of your age, if you're having problems with erections or you can't come, just talk to your doctor about it. Really, really go talk to them about it. 
But I have an interesting story on that because I know I podcasted about this and I think I even blogged about this, but, and I mentioned this earlier in this specific podcast, Titanic, the guy who really helped me launch this. It's funny that I call him Titanic, right? Because the Titanic sank, but <laughs> he did help me launch this whole Curious Girl Diaries thing because he was the one who broke my dry spell and we had a lot of fun. He was very sexy and, you know, and hot and, and he still is, but I'm sure, you know, I haven't talked to him in a while, but I'm sure he is. And ugh, yeah, really, really hot, hot sex with him and great connection. But that first time that we had sex, he made sure, I mean, he really put, laid it out there. He we got this hotel room and he just had like everything. It was perfect. He made, made sure everything was perfect. Perfect dinner, perfect setting in the hotel room, candles, music, I mean, everything. And at one point I went to the bathroom and I looked in the in the garbage. I noticed that there was like a half a pill in there. And I, of course, looked at it. And in my opinion, it was an ED-based pill. But, and and I remember, see, when we had sex, after he came and we, we went for a long time, so we took a little break, his dick was hard. It did not go down. <laughs> it stayed hard the whole time. And I was like, huh, well, that's interesting. And I won't say that I've, I've just never, this is the first time I've ever seen that. And so I kind of put two and two together and I was like, well, I think maybe he took a pill. Now, he... I mentioned it at some point and he was just like, no, that was like an allergy pill, whatever. I don't think so. But here's the point. I said it then. I said it back then. And I will say it now. If a man takes a pill for me, I'm almost even that much more just ingratiated and thankful and enamored. And my ultimate respect goes out to him. I mean, he's just it's in him ensuring that we're going to have a great time. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And I used to joke around with one partner. I would say, hey, I wanted him to take it. You know, I'm like, I know what you can do without it. I'd like to see you on it. Just, which is, I guess, taking it recreationally, you know, that might not be the right thing to ask somebody, but I did. I wanted, I'm like, please take this and just fuck me to death. Like, fuck the shit out of me. I really want it. Just make me tap out. Like really, I wanted, I already knew what his veracity was, his, his intenseness and everything. I'm like, I wanted him to be at a level 10 plus. I just wanted to experience that. So again, anybody that takes that, it's nothing, absolutely nothing to not feel like you can't share with your partner or talk about or or maybe you don't even have to, but you certainly do not have to feel weird about it. Please do not. I mean, for God's sakes, like if I could take, even with my normal sex drive, I would, if there was something for women, which I've heard there is, but I don't know how I would get my hands on it. I would fucking take it just to see what it did as an experiment. I would take it once. I would love to. Absolutely. Okay. You know, I already know. I already know I'm I'm hot and good to go. But could I be better? Fuck yes. And if I could, I'd love to be. So <laughs> I am not opposed. I'm not opposed to helping anything that you can do to help enhance your sexual experience for yourself and your partner. Do it. Do not be ashamed. I mean, I think I mentioned at one point I talked to my doctor because my orgasms weren't as 
they were harder. Oh, at one point I noticed a shift. I mean, the minute I noticed that shift, I went right to the doctor and she's like, okay, so basically she didn't have any sympathy for me. I'll say that. I was probably talking to the wrong person, but she didn't care that I was, she was basically saying, so you're not having a problem with having an orgasm. I'm like, no, but I'm just not having as many. And she's like, well, and she really looked at me like, I'm sorry, do you expect me to feel sorry for you? Or what do you expect me to do here? I mean, like, you're still having them, right? And she, anyway, I got no, I got no sympathy for her. And she just really was not, not interested in discussing this with me because she didn't see it as a problem. And anyway, so my point to that would be if you go to a doctor and he's not, that person's not being responsive the way you want, go to another one and keep going and going and going until you get the answer that you want because your sex life is important and your sexual gratification matters and your partner's sexual gratification matters. So just do whatever you can and do not be ashamed of it in any way. And I thank you so much, Matt, for this wonderful email and message because I am totally about that, like a thousand, a thousand percent. Okay. Now I got another message from a gentleman named Nick and he says, hi, Layla here. Huge fan of yours. Keep up the good work. I don't know that you have been experiencing and trying. Let's see. Oh, I know that you've been experiencing and trying new things for a while now. So I want to know if you have any suggestions for basic, simple new things for me and my girlfriend to try in bed. We are both open for new things and we're not conservative sexually, but we just haven't felt a need to change things at all until now. If it helps to know, I'm 26 and she's 24. Thanks so much for your time. Be well. Okay, Nick, you know what I actually tried to do here for you, Nick, was I responded to your email and I actually sent you links to five of my podcasts that include the sex bucket list. So I've sent you like five years of sex bucket list because I thought that would, if you listen to those, that would really help you guys. You could listen together, get, you know, start having a good discussion, talk about things that you like, you know, if any of those resonate with you. But I really thought that, and there's a progression there. You can kind of see where I go. My sex bucket list get more and more wild as time goes on. But, you know, if you listen to all of them, I know there's some things in there that can inspire and help you. But when I tried to reply, I composed the email and hit reply. Then I got one of those messages back saying that my message couldn't be delivered to your Gmail. You sent me from a Gmail. So I don't know what the problem is, but if there's, if you're, if that's not your correct email or whatever, you can email me back and try to get you what I sent. But otherwise, just generically speaking, you can go through, go through my podcasts and every year there's a sex bucket list and just listen to those. And I hope, hopefully that'll give you some good ideas and please, please, please keep me posted. I would really love to hear from you. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, guys, I thank you. I always love your feedback and everything that you have to say. And when you reach out to me, it means so much to me. Again, I just want to point out, I'm super, super fast about getting back on voice memos. So if you want the fastest response, always send me, go to the website and just leave me a voice message and I'll get back to you. That's probably the best way. And then the rest is up to you and I will do my best to get back to you. And I'm usually pretty good. These past few weeks, I've been super busy and gotten a little bit behind. So I apologize about that, but I'm trying to redeem myself. Okay. So the next thing I kind of want to go over is I had, I was listening to, it's been popping up. It's been popping up and I touched on it a little bit at the beginning of this podcast. It's sort of the... I guess the aging thing that's going on right now, I'm in this weird kind of phase and I don't, I guess 
I want to tell this story because I there's a point to it. I don't want people to sort of succumb to kind of the outs and reasons that we give ourselves why we're not going to be sexual. Because believe me, I could write a whole book about all those reasons that I've certainly pawned off on myself over the years. Probably one of the biggest things I struggle with right now is just all of a sudden it's coming at me where I am noticing people looking different. (laughs) Just the difference in how people are looking as they're aging. And, you know, when you're 20, like everything's, you have everything going for you. Like nothing goes wrong with your skin. You, you know, your body looks amazing. You're burning calories like a furnace. I mean, like, it's just, everything's high and tight and perfect. And, and you can treat yourself like shit. You could eat Taco Bell every day and, and drink vodka like water and boom, you still look amazing. And not that I ever did any of that, by the way, but I'm just, I'm exaggerating. Right. And I got mindful about my health and taking care of myself in my twenties and doing yoga, drinking lots of water, exercising. I've always been an exerciser, stayed in good shape and been active, really active. And, and then with also taking care of my skin, you know, just all these things worked for me. And now, now I'm seeing the benefit of that over time. I'm now I'm seeing the benefit of it. Didn't see the benefit of of it when I was in my twenties because everybody looked great. And now I'm seeing the benefit of it and the difference that it's made. But I have now sort of, I'm getting kind of the opposite effect where I'm looking a certain way, but everybody else isn't. And I'm kind of like, okay. And then I'm getting people, like I said, who are coming at me and not believing that my profile is my profile and just saying ridiculous, weird, and quite frankly, some mean, mean stuff accusing me of... (laughs) not being me. That's literally what it is. They're accusing me of not being me. Just like, that is me. That is a recent picture. That is how I look, believe it or not. It is so strange when somebody called a, when you're asked to disprove a negative. I mean, how do you disprove a negative? It's stupid. It's fucking stupid. First of all, I won't sit and try to defend it. Number one, I'm not going to try to disprove a negative for you. You don't believe it. I don't have anything to prove to you. And number one. And number two, I don't want to have sex with you anyway, because you're an asshole. (laughs) So (laughs) it's not going anywhere. You know, you've automatically self-eliminated. But I just want, you know, like, I guess my point in this is it's not just that kind of stuff. It's over at any age, over time, there's all these little things and all these little reasons why you will find to not make sex important and to not take care of yourself. And I'll tell you something, the minute you stop seeing yourself as the sexual, sexy, hot being, it's a slippery slope and you will go down fast. You have to stay working at it. You cannot concede that once you're out of your, let's say if your 20s are your prime, you cannot concede that you are just going to let it go and that's that. No, you have to always stay working at it, working at 
how you feel about yourself, how you see yourself in the mirror. I've said before, you know, take pictures of yourself naked. You don't have to be sending them to anybody or just look at yourself naked and be like, I am sexy and I'm fucking hot and believe it and start to like, I think the pictures are helpful, quite frankly. Look at yourself in different angles. See yourself the way others do, you know, like don't be ashamed of what you have and don't be insecure about it because the minute you kind of change your mind and plug in and start taking care of yourself and you're working out and you're feeling better and your sexiness kind of comes alive and ignites. And I know it's hard, especially to do that when you're in a partnership with somebody. It's hard to do by yourself. It's easier to shut it down and not focus on yourself when you're alone. But when you're in a partnership with somebody, it's really hard if you're kind of going down that road because, and especially if they still want to be sexual and you're like, oh my gosh. And I'm mostly probably speaking for women because I can understand if we're feeling a certain way, how we just don't want to engage, but you've just really this message is for men and women, you have to continue to see yourself as one fucking hot, sexy motherfucker. I mean, seriously, you know, you know that scene in Pulp Fiction where they pull out the wallet and it's like, badass motherfucker. You know what? You need to have a wallet that says sexy motherfucker. You need to be your own sexy motherfucker all the time. And I stay really good about that. I think that that's the one thing that's really helped me over the years. I lost that. Not that I didn't think I looked good. Just I lost that sexy mindset for that time span where I went three and a half years without anybody touching me. But that was like the worst thing, really the worst thing I ever did. I do not recommend that unless you're doing it like unless you're doing it mindfully and you're doing it for a reason. I was just getting lost in other things, thinking they were more important and forgetting about my own sexuality and my own sensual side and sexiness. And I'm going to admit a little truth here. I love what, one of the things I love about hot yoga is you have, in order to do it, you have mirrors all around you. First of all, the room is hot as fuck. Okay. You go in there. I love to sweat. You're sweating like crazy, dripping buckets. You wear as little as possible because it's hot and they have all these mirrors around because your whole thing is to focus on your body, your posture, the way you move. It's to be in sync and in touch with your movements and to be focused on yourself. It's a mindful meditation on yourself for an hour and a half in 105 degrees, (laughs) if you can imagine that. And I fucking love every sweaty, drippy minute of it. And I like to get right in the front row, be right up in that mirror. And I love to stare at myself the whole fucking time. I love looking at my body and looking at how sexy it is. There, I just said it. I'm going to say it. I love looking at myself. And I think if everybody could say that, that they love looking at themselves and watching their body and how it moves, and how sensual it is, that they would want to fuck as much as I do. (laughs) Because it really starts with you and how you see yourself. And the minute you 
flip that switch and you just get in love with yourself and appreciate that. And I'm not talking about being vain. This is not, please don't blow me up and get all huffy and pissy. This is about if you don't see yourself that way and you don't find yourself sexually appealing, you may be, but your wall is up and you're shutting other people off automatically. The minute you start embracing that for yourself and seeing that in yourself and appreciating that in yourself and loving that in yourself, things will shift. Things will shift. You're going to allow more people and you're going to meet more people and you're going to be more sensual and sexed up and juicy and mm, drippy and all these good, fun things. It just makes the sex so much better you know, when you appreciate those aspects of yourself, because when you do, and then it's so mind-blowing when somebody else comes along and they see it too. That's the fun part. It's fucking hot. Let me tell you something. You cannot connect deep, 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 deep with someone when you don't see yourself the way they see you too. That's the truth. There's always going to be an issue, but the minute that you can just start appreciating yourself the way they see you too. And then you see them that same way because you appreciate those things in yourself and you appreciate those hot, sexy things in them too. That's why it just gets so fueled and hot and sexy and it builds and it's like, oh my God, it'll be, it just leads to the best. I'm telling you, it leads to the best sex you've ever had. So look at yourself in the mirror a lot. Be sexy, be hot, be sensual. If you got to go do some hot yoga, go do some hot yoga, whatever it takes. There's all kinds of things you can do. For me, it's physical activity that really sort of brings that out. So exercising, going to yoga, you know, doing my cardio, resistance training, like that for whatever reason helps me connect with my body the most. For other people, it could be through art. It could just, there's various avenues, but really like, Even if you don't believe it, look at yourself in the mirror and be like, that is one fucking sexy ass. Look at that ass. So goddamn hot. Ugh, can't believe I don't want to just touch it all day long myself. You know, I mean, like you have to, you have to get in that mindset and it makes a difference. Do that. And over time, you will see, you will see. I don't care if, if you have a a gut or a big butt or a dad bod or a mom bod or it does not matter. It has to start with you. Okay. It starts with you and then it will, trust me, that energy will work itself out, out into the world. Oh, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret right now. Oh, this is so funny. (laughs) As I'm talking, I'm talking about all the sensualness and this hotness and the sexiness. My uh, Apple watch just sent me a little message. It says, your fertile window (laughs) starts in three days. (laughs) No shit, Apple. Trust me. It is all fertile going on here. Yes. Oh, this is one hot, sexy, fertile woman. (laughs) Oh, God, I love sex. All right. Well, I'm going to leave you with that, guys. I hope uh, this is my springtime, like hot and horny. Get out there and pollinate. (laughs) All right. Love you guys. Everybody stay safe. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media. 
Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.